This is episode 478 with Tiro Isocopola. We are talking all about adaptogens, what they are, how to use them, and so much more. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide, and Comparisonitis. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited about this episode because we have never dedicated an entire episode to talking about adaptogens. And I personally have been using them for so many years and so has Nick. So it's about time that we have a whole episode dedicated to adaptogens. And there is no one better to bring on to chat about this than Tiro from Four Sigmatic. Now, he's already been on the show, episode 99, and he's a good friend. We always catch up when we are in LA, and I just love this man so much. He is such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to health and wellness, and he is the creator and founder of Four Sigmatic. If you have never heard of Four Sigmatic, do yourself a favor and look them up. They are incredible. It's a functional food company that wants to make the world's most studied and nutrient-dense foods more delicious and easier to consume. They have crash-free coffees, almost unbelievable plant proteins, and other elevated essentials to work wonders all day long. Now, his roots came from Finland, where he grew up growing and foraging natural foods on his 13th generation family farm. He later earned a degree in chemistry and business and a certification in plant-based nutrition. In 2012, he founded Four Sigmatic with the dream of bringing a little everyday magic to the lives of all. He is an expert on all things related to health, nutrition, and wellness. He has some incredible books out, Healing Mushrooms and Santa Sold Shrooms, and his latest book, Healing Adaptogens, a definitive guide to using super herbs and mushrooms for your body's restoration, defense, and performance is out right now. He was also chosen twice as one of the world's top 50 food activists by the Academy of Culinary Nutrition, and he has appeared on many podcasts and online media outlets, and he is also a sought-after speaker. And for everything that we mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that's over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 478. And now let's bring on this beautiful human, this wealth of knowledge, Tiro. Tiro, my friend, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here again. Before we dive in, can you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? Oh, well, first and foremost, thanks for having me on back on the show. One of my favorites. In the morning, I had a huge, huge bottle of water, just nothing but water, and then a little bit of apple cider vinegar. And then I had a decaf coffee, and I didn't have a lunch until after I worked out around 11 a.m. So I woke up around 6 and then I didn't eat anything until after working out. And I had a blueberry smoothie with plant-based protein powder and a little bit of cashew butter 
as my kind of lunch, breakfast, brunch. Yum. That sounds delicious. Oh, and any Four Sigmatic in there? Yeah, we, the protein powder is ours. So it's, we launched it a couple of years ago and it's really blown up during COVID. And it's a all organic blend of five different plant-based proteins, hemp, pea, chia, coconut, and pumpkin protein. And then it has five of the best mushrooms and two adaptogens. And then I use the vanilla. I want to use real vanilla bean, which is darn expensive but it tastes so good with actual vanilla in it and uh yeah it's quite delish so that was my four sigmatic and then the decaf coffees are organics swiss water decaf coffee with shaga and rishi which which i've been doing decaf in the mornings now oh how did i not know that you have a plant-based protein how did i miss that yeah it's it's (laughs) like For a lot of people, the last two years, you missed, you know, with the craziness of the world, so many things happen at the same time. And I'm sure a lot of things, both with our friends and family, so many things have changed and everybody's moved to a new place and new home and new things and babies and companies and protein powders. So I'm happy to send you a, a big care package so you guys get to try. We have, they're just quite delightful because... They just use real vanilla, real cacao. We even have a peanut butter one, which is a lot of people's favorite. Wow. Yummy. Delicious. I'm so excited to try that. Please send that over. I'm a big fan of Four Sigmatic. As you know, I have been using your products for a very long time. When I go to LA, I always go to Abbott Kenny and go and get some delicious hot drinks from your little gorgeous, cute little hole-in-the-wall store there and always get some chocolate as well. So thank you for creating so much magic. And you spoke about adaptogens, which I am so pumped to talk to you about today. We've covered the mushrooms in the other episode that we did, which I'll link to in the show notes. But today is all about adaptogens. Now, for someone who is like, adapter what? Like what is an adaptogen? Can you give us a little bit of a background on what are adaptogens? Because adaptogens are so powerful. They can help with chronic fatigue, anxiety, digestive issues, autoimmune issues. They can really help defend your immunity and your gut health. They can help with cardiovascular and respiratory issues. They can restore balance through so many different systems in your body. But what is an adaptogen and what does the science say about them? Some of uh, people listening right now might have heard the word. It's become quite trendy as of recently, like you said. But what does it mean? So in very brief, they're natural super herbs and super mushrooms that help you adapt to stress. The actual scientific definition is slightly more complex. And it means that they're compounds that are qualify for three things. One is that they're safe. So they're non-toxic year round. So you can take them every day and very few herbs, for example, qualify. Like you shouldn't eat dandelion or garlic every day. Secondly, they restore balance. So they're neither stimulative or sedative. So they don't suppress or boost, but they balance. So another word that is used is modulation. So they modulate your body. And then finally, they work multiple body systems. So they work on things that affect, like you could have it in the morning, you could have it in the evening, you could help, like you said, digestive issues, but also immunity as well as sports performance. 
So that's what adaptogens are. And sounds simple, but there's only a couple dozen of them in the world today. All of them have been used for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And then they're all validated by multiple hundreds of research papers over the last 70 years by kind of Western science. Mm, So good. And in your book, which is out right now, I'm so excited for it. You have 21 of the most powerful species of adaptogens, which I absolutely love. And when I was reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about goji berries. I forgot about, you know, these things. Like I have had these in my health wellness toolkit for so many years since I've been on this journey. And I just forgot about them. Like Tulsi, how did I forget about Tulsi? So you have inspired me so much to get back into some of these. And some people may not even realize that goji, for example, is an adaptogen. So I love that you have broken the book up into adaptogens to defend. So you've got like for immunity and protection adaptogens, for beauty and skin, which I love. You've got adaptogens to perform. So for like energy and performance. You've got some for brain and focus. You've got some for restoring and you've got some for longevity and well-being. So I would love to kind of go through each of those and maybe we can highlight one from each category. But let's start with adaptogens to defend. So for immunity and protection, which I know right now so many people are wanting to do whatever they can to boost their immune system because of so many different viruses that are going around. So what are the three for immunity and protection? So maybe just as a clarification, adaptogens can be used. So for an immune adaptogen can also be used for sports performance and brain, but these are what they're best known for. So what's their like number one superpower? And those are chaga, turkey tail, and eulithero. Eulithero is also known as Siberian ginseng. And it's one of the kind of five original adaptogens ever studied. Wow. Okay. So what is turkey tail? Nothing to do with the turkey or its tail, (laughs) but it's a common name for a mushroom. It is one of the easiest mushrooms in the world to forage. And it looks kind of like a tail of a turkey, but a tiny little grows on dead kind of decaying trees. And it is actually a basis for some of the first and best-selling cancer drugs in Japan. So there was found a couple of different, very specific polysaccharides, PSP, PSK, and those were used in Japan as, as particularly for breast cancer, but it was used for, for these very specific Japanese cancer drugs. But for us, we can use it for our gut health and immunity and it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful fungi friend to know. Okay, awesome. Now, for each of these adaptogens, do the proportions change? Like, can you have the same amount of shaga as turkey tail? Or are there different proportions for each adaptogen? It is different. So to write this book, me and my co-author went through a thousand research papers to see what is like, what does the science actually says, right? And then she's a, an herbalist and she's obviously knows kind of the traditional usage. And so, yes, the dosing for different things are, they're not the same. I would say a lot of products on the market that you find only use this pixie dusting. So they just put a, not enough of it. So to actually be backed up by science to reap the benefits that they claim. So yes, 
it varies and everyone it's slightly different. So that was one of the reasons what inspired me to write the book because so many people have asked me like how much to take, when to take, what to take, why to take. So after 20 years of adapted education and 10 years of having Four Sigmatic, it was just easier to write a book. I wish it would have existed 20 years ago when I started. Yeah, absolutely. That's really important because all of them, you take them at different times and different dosages and for different things. So that's so awesome that you've put all of that in the book. I really love that. But how did you get into adaptogens? It was kind of a stumble on. So obviously my background story for the people who didn't hear the first episode that we did together, I'm a 13 generation family farmer out of Finland. My mom taught physiology and anatomy and my dad was an agronomist. I learned that ways of the nature and the soil and the farming and how the human body works. And then I studied myself chemistry and nutrition and, and originally worked with professional athletes and nutrition. And during that time, some of these adaptogens are praised by athletes. So it got me through athletic performance. I was I discovered some of these adaptogens and particularly things like ginseng, maca, cordyceps, rhodiola, things that were boosting performance, and then chaga that was a mushroom that grew in our backyard in Finland. So that's how I got into adaptogens is, is mostly through sports and exercise and, and recovery. I'm sure there are so many sports people out there that have not even utilized the power of adaptogens for performance and recovery. My brother is a professional athlete and I know he has not even touched this. So I'm really excited. James, if you're listening to this, I'm excited for you to listen and to learn. Amazing. Yeah. I think it depends on the sports. There's certain sports that are people are very conscious, right? And in those sports, they're, they know about breath work and ice baths and they know about green juices and this and that. And then there's sports where it's more like beers and burgers, you know, and everything <laughs> in between. So I think there's a big difference between professional athletes as far as diet, nutrition and lifestyle goes. A hundred percent. My brother was a professional rugby player. And so I think, you know, I have opened him up to this whole other world. And now he is doing meditation, breath work. He's doing ice baths. He's doing infrared saunas and he's doing all of those things now, but he didn't. Like that's not what they teach them, you know, straight out of school when he went into a professional job. Like that's not what they were teaching them. They were teaching them to carb load on pasta and bread the night before. That's the advice that they get, which is just wild. Like these are their temples and they are professional athletes and they're not taught about recovery or not taught about breath work or all of these things. So it's so important, like for everyone, everyone that we treat our body like a professional athlete. Like my husband's always said that he's like, I'm a professional athlete. Like this is, even though he doesn't do that, but like, he's like, I want to treat my body like I'm a professional athlete. And he's like, everything that goes into my temple is like I am performing at my peak. And so I think it's really inspiring for everyone to think of ourselves as athletes because we all want to thrive and we all want to be the healthiest and the best version of ourselves. Totally. And Let's think about it like one step. Like if you're listening and you're like, well, I don't know if I'm an athlete. I'm just, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a dad, I'm a busy this and that. But at the same time, sleep 
and recovery of being a mom, being a dad, being, you know, whatever is keeping you busy is so, so critical. And the other one is pain management, athletic performance aside, just if you don't take care of your body, all these pains and aches will come and nutrition, but also exercise and other lifestyle factors are a big, big part of that. So, and immunity obviously is a factor given what we've gone through over the last two, two and a half years. I mean, sleep and pain management, those should be at the top of the list of everybody, even non-athlete listening to it right now. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on to the next area. Adaptogens for beauty and skin. Yes, please. There are four that you've got. Can you share them with us? Turmeric, goji, shisandra, and acerola. Okay, so most people will have heard of turmeric. Most people will have heard of goji. I'm presuming a lot of people have heard of shisandra, but how do you say the last one? Acerola? Acerola. Yeah, acerola is part of the cherry family. Think of it like a lot of these adaptogens are the best of the best of the best for each region of the world. So each region has their own like superstar Olympic athlete superfood. At the same time, they're often also the best of the best of the best of each kind of family of fruits, veggies, and fungi. So think of them like that way. So acerola is the best of the cherries and it is people internet loves to debate this but it's potentially the highest source of vitamin c naturally found in the world but again it has few different names different kinds of cherry names so some people around the world have heard different things it is amazing for longevity and beauty and skin besides vitamin c it has all these flavonoids these bioflavonoids carotenoids that you might have heard from carrots but in higher amounts anthocyanins, some things you've heard with berries as well. So super, super nutrient-dense, super cherry. Mm, yum. I'm going to get some for sure. Okay, let's move on to adaptogens for energy and performance because I know I'm pretty sure everyone <laughs> listening wants more energy and wants to perform at their peak. So what are the three best for energy and performance? Ginseng, which is usually besides turmeric, probably one of the better knowns out of all of these, cordyceps, and then maca. But I think a lot of people listening might have heard of maca. Definitely. Yes. I've been having that. I think that was one of like the first adaptogens I ever was exposed to. Well, besides goji and maybe turmeric, maca was one of the first ones. I wonder why. Why did it get the limelight so much? I think it was uh, it was just certain brands had made it accessible, so it was available early on. And then I think anything with that boost libido, it tends to be one that like people really are drawn to, right? And maca was one of those things, particularly for women, that people felt a lot of like sexual energy, sexual health benefits. So I think you know there's many kinds of energy, but I think that was another reason. So availability, and then like people drawn to things that naturally boost, you know, reproductive systems and sexual energy. Awesome. Okay. For breastfeeding and pregnancy, because I'm obviously breastfeeding, can we take all of these whilst we're breastfeeding and pregnant? Or have you outlined in the book which ones you can take during those times? Or are they all okay to take during those times? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And obviously, like everybody should make their own risk because there's if you start reading medical things, they're saying it's like, hey, you got to even watch don't eat too many tomatoes <laughs> when you're pregnant. So there's a different levels of, of risk, but adaptogens are safe. They're non-toxic. They're non-addictive. So there's a lot of benefits. That being said, some of these more elevating uh, adaptogens, the ginsengs, the cordyceps, if people are really sensitive, maybe the dosing needs to be reduced during breastfeeding, or maybe you leave those after breastfeeding just because they're so energizing and uplifting. And then on the other hand, there's ones that you might want to double down during breastfeeding. So a lot of mamas have said like ashwagandha and rishi that are really stress reducing and calming and grounding that a lot of that motherly energy is something a lot of people are gravitated towards. In the book, I really also cover like some of these are more heating, some of them are more cooling, and there's these energetic qualities about foods. And it's good to know also kind of more like what body type you are to know where the yin and the yang kind of falls. Yeah. So that's kind of incorporating a little bit of Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine, because especially after you've given birth, you're in a very vata state. So you need to have a lot of warming foods and you need to be warm. Your home needs to be warm. You know, you need to wrap your kidneys. You need to stay warm, even if it is summer, you know, make sure you've got socks on your feet and things like that. So it's really important that we know all of this stuff. And I love that you share that in the book too, like which ones are warming and which ones are cooling because at different phases in our life, we're going to need more warming or more cooling, depending on what's going on for us and our body type. And that's why I love Ayurveda so much because it just helps you understand what's going on for you on such a deep level. So I love that. And many people might have heard of the fourth trimester, which is, you know, the first few weeks after the baby's born and kind of bridging the gap from the womb to the life and a lot of the skin to skin contact and a lot of the soothing and obviously the, the, the breastfeeding and the colostrum. But at the same time, a lot of that experience is also for the mom. So there's a popular book, First 40 Days, for example, about you know, there's more particularly in Asian cultures of resting when your organs resettle because during the pregnancy, they obviously get pushed up. And then once the baby's born, they resettle. So that's a really important time, like you said, to have a lot of those warming and healing and nurturing foods through and through. And that same goes with adaptogens. We spend so much time planning for the birth and getting the nursery all perfect. But so many people don't often think about those first 40 days or that first few months after birth, which is so important for the bonding and for the mother's recovery, for her physical recovery, for her mental recovery. It's so important. So I love that you mentioned that. And I love that some of these can be really supportive during that time. So You've mentioned a few of them for stress and mood, ashwagandha, reishi, and tulsi. So anyone can take these ones for stress and mood boosting? Yeah, they definitely are ones that are more grounding, calming for stress management and through that into an elevated mood. So these are some of the more kind of restorative, calming, grounding, recovery adaptogens. Again, knowing that they also can be used 
for sports performance in other ways, but generally they're more of the recovery type adaptive. Awesome. You've inspired me to get back into some of mine. I think when you're a new mama and you've got so many things to think about in the morning, like number one is like getting my babe fed and getting her breakfast sorted. There's often times where I'm like, I forget to take my supplements. I've got half of these sitting in my pantry. So you have inspired me to whip them back out again, especially ashwagandha and reishi and tulsi. I love those. And they've been such a big part of my life for so many years. So you have inspired me. Another area where you focus on is brain and focus. And I know for me, give me something that is going to enhance my focus and my brain. Yes, please. Thank you very much. What are the four that can support your brain and your focus? Lion's mane, Mukuna, Gotu Cola, and Rhodiola. And I, I have to say that when uh, I started on the journey of adaptogens, everybody just wanted energy, energy, energy. And I feel like now it's become everybody just wants brain power and focus, like focus, focus, focus. And I think that there's a big shift, even though they sound very similar, energy and focus, but I think super huge amounts of people, both with work and personal life, are coming to realize that the mental clarity and mental wellness is actually super critical. It's not just being wired and having tons of energy, but having that mental focus really. Absolutely. Absolutely. And lastly, you've got four for longevity and well-being. And one of them is my absolute favorite thing on the planet. And I actually had it this morning for breakfast. Tell me, what are the four? Gynostema, Moringa, and Astragalus. And I bet that was cacao, huh? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love cacao, right? most complex food we know today is the amount of active compounds in cacao. It's more biodiverse than any other food. And it has all these amazing mood-enhancing qualities. But also, if you read all these books and stories about people who've lived over 100 years, so many of them have been eating dark chocolate on a regular basis. So people living over 100 years, and there's a lot of amazing minerals and compounds in cacao and antioxidants that help us with longevity and well-being. Mm, guys, yum. Any excuse to eat cacao, really. <laughs> yeah, you can combine these. These like mukuna goes really well with cacao, for example, and reishi goes really well with cacao. And you can make fun combinations of these adaptogens. Yes. Yum. Delicious. I love that so much. And in the book, you've also got a shopping guide, which is really awesome and super helpful and supportive. You've also got 10 commandments of adaptogens. Can you talk us through those or at least a couple? I would say the general thing is, is what to think about, especially with things like adaptogens or any health and wellness trend is that in order for that to be consistently popular it needs to work so if you think of an ice bath or sauna or meditation or breath work or also adaptogens is that they work at the same time when that happens more and more people will start to use them in marketing which could eventually mean that they're used incorrectly or they're used not how nature intended or not how what is backed by modern science so that happens a lot so I think when you look at adaptogens, I would definitely look at quality first and foremost, and you know, really look into the brands like what's the purity, dosage, form, and are they backed up by the studies that show kind of how they work? And this is important for the native natural forms as well. And then I would say 
even though they're safe and they're diverse is like being intuitive and it's easier said than done, but we are by individual. So for example, men and women, like we talked about the heat, those are different. Like many people probably listening is like sleeping next to your partner. The other one is hot. The other one is cold. And maybe if you're together long enough during your relationship, it flip flops where at the end of the relationship, the other one is cold. The other one is hot. And being aware of those is really helpful also with adaptogens. Yes. And you said something that's so powerful, and that is listening to your body, listening to your intuition. And if you try one of these and your intuition's like, hmm, that was too much, or that doesn't feel good for me right now, really honor that and listen to that. And this goes for every area of your life, for experiences, for what you put on your body, what you put in your body. It is so important. It doesn't matter what the internet says. You have to come back to you and what feels right and true for you above anything else. Really, this is so important. And I just want to reiterate that. A personal example of that is I've never in my life felt good about raw carrots. And like ever since I was a kid, I would eat a lot of them. But there was something about my digestive system that I didn't like love it. And I've tested myself multiple times to see if I'm allergic to carrots. I'm not. And carrots are super healthy. They're amazing. But there's something about raw carrots. Now, roasted carrots are fine. But raw carrots, something there is just not feeling right. So instead of forcing myself to eat them, I'm not saying I fully avoid them, but it's not a regular part of my diet. It's just, it just doesn't feel good. And it's been that case for a long time. So listening to your body is so valuable. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I can totally relate to that too because – I felt like that for many years when I used to eat eggs. I loved the taste. The taste was amazing. But every time I ate an egg, intuitively, my body was just like, no, like something about it. And afterwards, there was always like a little bit of nausea. And I would think to myself, why did I just do that? Why did I go ahead with that when intuitively my body was like, this doesn't feel good for you? So I really want to stress the importance of listening to your body and don't try and logically evaluate it or analyze it or try and understand it. Like you could go into all of these research papers on maybe something that carrots have that your body is reacting to. Who cares? Like it doesn't really matter. It's just like intuitively your body is like, no, no carrots right now. And that might change tomorrow and it might change next week or in a year where your body's like, hell yeah, give me the carrots. But it's really important. I cannot stress this enough with everything in your life that you listen to your body, you trust your intuition and always let that guide you. Okay. Let's pretend now that you have a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world. Now, besides your books, they should be in there. What is one book that you would choose? Mello has a book called Awareness. I'm not sure if it's the best book, but I think if you're like a teenager or if you're in school and you're worried about what other your friends think or like who doesn't like me, who doesn't like me or what makes me happy, I think that book is really beautiful illustration of non-attachment and understanding of kind of like some of the mental patterns that are given to us by society. So I think it's a good like building block to understand life. But there is so many great books that could be in that list. But that's that was the first that came to mind. 
Awesome. I love it. Thank you. I'll link to it in the show notes. I'm curious. I cannot remember what you said in the last episode, what the book was that you recommended last time. So I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to that episode and see what book you recommended there. Yeah, I don't remember either. Actually, <laughs> so That makes the two of us. Okay, let's talk about your day. I love hearing about people's rituals, routines, morning routines. Your routine is going to look very different to when you were last on the show because you now have a little babe and you have another one on the way any moment now. So talk to us through your quote unquote typical day in your life, the rituals, the routines, all the adaptogens you have, meditation, breath work, go for it. Yeah, for sure. It's changed and that's normal. That's in life. We have phases and seasons and ebbs and flows and that's part of the magic. So I wake up usually around 6 a.m. whenever the kiddo wakes up and I start, I change a little bit of different routines, but it's always hydration, hydration, hydration. So it's water, it's water with lemon, water by itself, water with salt, apple cider vinegar. So it's hydration is really critical. And then I tend to make a hot beverage after I feel hydrated. So I sometimes it's with coffee, sometimes it's what not, but it's a, the ritual of making tea or ritual of making coffee. And lately I've been doing decaf coffee with uh, Rishi and Chaga, and uh, that's felt good. And then sometime, depending of his daycare or for whatever we're doing with him, I drop him off and I'm able to, if possible, to work out before work starts. And after working out, I take usually a protein smoothie. I use berries, particularly I love blueberries and the protein powder. And then I put other things in it, depending on like kind of varied greens or, or things like nut butters and different herbs. And then I have a late lunch, which is more sturdy. It's usually a kind of fatty salad. So I put all kinds of things in, in their olive oil and balsamic and beautiful salad. And then we have a dinner at night with family, which varies from day to day. I take a nap every day in the afternoon on a nail bed. And usually I tie breath work into that routine. So that's, that's kind of part of part of what I like to do. And then in the evening slash before dinner, I like to go for a walk with the kiddo and get some fresh air, listen to a podcast. And then after played with him and he's gone to bed, I like to do stretching and connect with my wife. And I think the evening is kind of our time since in the mornings, you know, she's usually very tired, uh, especially when she was still breastfeeding, she was very tired. So mornings it's kind of a drowse but in the evening it's kind of our time together to connect as a partners and you know talk about the day or whatever we have going on beautiful i love that oh so nice and you've got a new babe due within the next two weeks which is so exciting yeah i can't wait we're going from uh to uh, uh i believe man coverage so there will be the two of the kids and and it will be interesting to do it the second time around to see if how well we do versus the first one. So excited for that journey. Yeah, definitely. I'll be calling you for all of your tips on baby number two when that time comes for us. Yeah, I'm sure you're a seasoned pro by now. (laughs) Okay, let's do three rapid fire questions now. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, what is one thing that we can do today for our health? Breath work. 
Absolutely. So powerful and so important and free. We can all do it. Yeah. And I would say take a nap, but some people are very stressed and somehow they say they can nap. So to me, breath work is something everybody can do and you'll get instant results and you instantly feel better. Absolutely. How long do you nap for? About 20 minutes. And I don't even put an alarm anymore. So I just kind of wake up pretty naturally between like 15 to 30 minutes, usually 20. Mm, Awesome. What's one thing that we can do for more wealth in our life? So more abundance in all areas of our life? Community. I think whatever you do in life, it's all amplified by people. So be it love or money or experiences. So community to me. And I think through that, everything else just amplifies. So abundance to me, I think, yes, manifestation, yes, clarity of vision. But I think the big thing for me is community, friends and loved ones. And then that will really amplify whatever's going on. And that's like, to me, the, the love and connection is the true abundance. Absolutely. And you might have the same answer for this next question, but what's one thing we can do for more love in our life? Oh, that's a good one. I feel like when you're in a relationship, that's the ultimate personal growth and development tool. Like nothing challenges you like being with, with your partner, even though you love them so much, you're with them so much as well that, you know, they see the best and worst in you and vice versa. I think there's a lot of answers that are good, but one that has been lately on my mind is massage. And I think there's something beautiful about massage and it's in one way to connect that hopefully will make the other person feel amazing and, you know, you're of service to them. So massage. Absolutely. I love that. No one has ever given that answer to that question on this podcast, almost 500 episodes in, no one has ever said that. And it's so important. You're right. Because it's such a bonding thing. And also the person who is giving the massage gets so much out of it because touch is so powerful. And we, you know, we're speaking about skin on skin with babies before. It's so important. It's so powerful. It's so healing. It calms your nervous system. It boosts your immune system. It is so powerful. And we are deprived of hugs and touch. We truly are. They say that you need 12 hugs a day for mental health. Like sometimes I I go like a day with maybe one hug. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but like I need to up my quota on my hugs. And my husband and I went through a stage in our life where we gave each other full body massages every day. And this was pre-Bambi. And we had a massage table set up permanently in our bedroom. And so everything was there. The oil was there. Everything was set up. And what we would do was we would wake up first thing in the morning and we would meditate together and then we would massage each other. And it wasn't long, like really maybe 15 minutes, 10 minutes, we'd do the front and the back. And it was just a beautiful way to connect and to drop deep with each other. And sometimes we would talk and sometimes we wouldn't and there would be candles and it was still dark outside. It was a beautiful thing to do. And I was literally thinking about this last night. I was like, we need to get back into that because it brought us both so much joy and it brought us really close. Like you go out into your day after you have connected first thing in the morning with a five minute or 10 minute massage. And it doesn't have to be full body. It could just be a foot rub, you know? 
or it could just be the shoulders or whatever. It doesn't have to look a certain way, but you have reminded me of the importance of it. And Nick, if you're listening to this, you're going to get a massage tonight. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. And the thing is as well, like I think for me, since having Bambi, I'm getting a lot of the skin on skin with her. I'm getting lots of cuddles with her. I'm getting lots of kisses with her. And Nick actually said to me the other day, he's like, what what about me? And I was like, oh yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, babe. Like, you know, that wasn't something that was consciously on my mind, but yeah, I am filling her up so much and I'm still breastfeeding and I'm getting all of that juicy connection time with her, but I still need to make time for him so that our relationship thrives and so that he feels full too. For sure. And it's easy to, when you have a child is to forget the partner, but if the partnership doesn't come first and the baby instead comes first, then eventually the baby will not come first. That's at least my belief and that everybody can make their own judgment. So I think it's important to nourish that well of the partnership as well, which is, like I said, one of the hardest things and it's a real journey to within as well is but uh, yeah massage has been lately on top of mind yeah I love that yeah and it's so important you're absolutely right you know the the relationship has to come first it has to not be pushed to the bottom of the to-do list it has to be up there because yeah if that isn't thriving then the whole home is going to fall apart And it took Nick saying to me the other day, he's like, you know, remember us too, babe. Like, and I'm like, oh yes, yes. I'm so sorry. Like we need to get back into our dates and doing things like that. So you've inspired me, Tiro. Thank you so much. But this has been so awesome. Thank you again so much for coming back on the podcast and for sharing all of your wisdom with us today. You are amazing. You're always welcome on the show. I feel super inspired to get back into my adaptogens and explore and experiment with some of these ones that I've never tried before. So if you are excited and inspired to check out his book, the link is in the show notes and go for it. Let me know how you feel. Let me know which one you are first excited to try. Come and tell me on Instagram. And if you loved this conversation and got a lot out of it, please subscribe to the show. And leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that all my episodes will just pop up in your feed so that you never have to go searching for an episode. Now, please come and connect with me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini and tell me what is the first adaptogen that you are going to try. I would absolutely love to hear. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself, and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.